Silence. Oppenheimer. I myself am strange and unusual. This is Nerf Ray Radio! Nerd Alert! See, this is the stuff that brings nerds together. So it's sort of social. Demented and sad, but social, right? If I'm interested in it, then by definition, it is nerdy. Are you a loser denial or something? My dad's a nerd. And welcome to episode 307 of Nerd Pride Radio. Uh, 307, well, first off, uh, okay, 307 is Wyoming, all right? The entire state, all of Wyoming, is the 307 area code. Holy crap, does that show up in a lot of search results? And I don't want to do area codes anymore. So uh, I subtracted area codes from my search. And then it turns out that the uh, uh, Google now, when you put in a number like that, looks for addresses near you that have that number in them. So I've got a lot of businesses uh, here in town that start with 307, and there's a lot of them. <sighs> so I had to I had to filter out my hometown. I had to filter out Wyoming. And then finally, uh, finally, I was able to find, uh, uh, it's a bus route in Chicago, uh, 307 Harlem. Uh, that was one. And then, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, well, no, actually now two years ago in 2019, uh, the Twins narrowly beat the Yankees to claim the single-season team record for home runs. Their team scored 307 home runs in 2019, the most of any team ever. There you go. Uh, so ask me how I'm doing today. I am awesome! She beat you to it. You lose. Sorry, sucker. Um, <laughs> my name is Mike Jones. I am a Pathfinder slash D&D nerd, a history nerd, a sci-fi nerd, a comic book nerd, computer nerd, movie nerd. How you doing? Nerd, I am awesome! Gaming nerd. Uh, plus, there's like seven other kinds of nerd that I only wish I was nerdy enough to be. You are listening to Nerd Pride Radio, the place I go every week-ish with my handsome son, Aiden. Uh, where, 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 where is he now? So I'm just your regular son, Aiden. The hey, bro, about all the nerd stuff that just won't fit in our skulls anymore. Uh, as always, you are listening to the best-smelling podcast on the internet. That's right. Nerd Pride smells exactly like an overheating CPU. Ooh. Which, oh, yeah. That, um, that, 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 that faint smell of ozone? Right, right. Which, you th- you're thinking electric trains, but no, your computer's about to blow up. Um, <laughs> well, it's only because we're trying to run Crisis. Three, 307, by the way, I completely forgot 307, is also in uh, HTML code, uh, a 307... Uh, comes up for a temporary redirect uh, of a URL. It's also the so. exact number of extras in the Lord of the Rings, the first two movies. You're making that up. I am 100% making that up, but the fact that you believe me for a split second means I win. Well, I'm, trying, I'm like, I never saw you look anything up. How would you know what episode number it was before I said it out loud here? You haven't looked at the show notes yet. Um... <laughs> But you know what? Enough of that. <laughs> this 
it's time for the meticulously blogged portion of this podcast. This is the time for me and Aiden where we talk about uh, all of the interesting things that we've stumbled across uh, in the past week or three uh, through the holidays. If something tickles our nerd fancies through the course of our busy, busy weeks, we put it on our respective master lists. And the very best stuff off of those two lists... Uh, get spewed out all over yeah all over you, you guys, guys every, every week, week we record, record you lucky dogs well, i don't know why you're not doing this my old brain can't remember all these details <laughs> i've only done it 307 times so it hasn't quite sunk in yet <laughs> straight into the master list uh oh what's that music That's right, it's this week in speedrunning. Woo! Apparently Aiden has very important speedrunning news. You know this isn't my Look, so As jovial as the slide music is for this segment, and as awesome as this segment usually is, it won't always be that positive. Oh no. What has happened? A big name in speedrunning. Uh, he goes by Dream. He's a Minecraft speedrunner. Okay. Um, I've heard of Minecraft, so there. He he has several million subscribers, and uh, he's he's responsible for at least somewhat of the resurgence of Minecraft. Okay. He's he's ridden that wave. He's helped bring people in. Yep, I get yep. it. And uh, he posted a speedrun to the official boards for fourth place... In Minecraft speedrunning. I'm sorry. Um, there's a there's an end to Minecraft? Yeah, yeah, you beat the Ender Dragon. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Okay, so. Uh, I can actually run through the, the current speedrun for you right now. So, you spawn in the game. Okay, I've punch, done that. Punch some trees, get some tools. Right. You go down and immediately get iron. Then right. you make iron tools. Then you go down... And get diamonds. Make a nether portal and go to the nether. Okay. Or, if you're really good, you get iron, skip iron tools, and just get yourself two buckets. And then you can quick place water and lava to, without mining obsidian, just make yourself a portal. Oh, okay, you said mine diamonds, you meant obsidian. Okay, that's where I was going. Well, no, no, you need diamonds to mine obsidian. Oh, that's right, you do. Right. Right. But instead, you can skip the diamonds and just make your own but obsidian. But recently, thanks to the... Yes. But thanks to the nether update, the speedrun has changed. Because now there are enemies in the nether called piglins. Okay. Who can drop uh, one of the required items, Eyes of Ender. Okay. Which you usually had to hunt down an extremely rare mob called an enderman to get. But now, a quicker method, sometimes, is to have these random trades. Where the trade rate is about 4.7%. Okay. And you throw them bars of gold, they'll throw you a random item back. And then you also have to go find a nether fortress and fight some blazes, which drop blaze rods at a 50% chance. Okay. And then you turn blaze rods into blaze powder and combine that with eyes of ender, sorry, with uh, ender pearls. Sorry, they're ender pearls that you get from the piglins. And they make eyes of ender that you can use to track down the dungeon. You find the portal in the dungeon... Code it with Eyes of Ender, go through, now you're in the end, you fight the end dragon, game over. 
Okay. I um I have never played uh with bad guys on, so Right. Therefore I mean I'm just in there playing with Lego blocks. <laughs> Excuse me, they're called mobs. Yeah, yes, I'm aware. And I also know that there's a name for the setting I use. Peaceful? Yeah. Yeah, see? I only play Peaceful. Right, anyway. But, uh, he posted a fourth place record, which... And also, by the way, I haven't played in, like, seven years, so... Bees? (laughs) Bees? Uh, Okay. Yeah, there are bees in Minecraft. I know there are. There's also also axolotls now. That's crazy tough. Anyway, but enough about that. So, Dream posted a fourth place speedrun, which is huge. Fourth place is massive. Right. And the luck displayed in this run was so outrageous, it caused every single speedrun checker to review and do math on his drop rates. Uh Uh-huh. And it turns out that over the 24 hours of clips he had... Because he was, it, it, he had a few runs before his official one. Turns out he was getting Ender Pearl trades from Piglins at around sixteen percent. Okay. And when it's supposed to be four point nine. When it's supposed to be four point seven. Okay. And he it also seemed that he was getting Blaze Rod drops at seventy five percent instead of fifty. Okay. Which Is- would indicate a modded game or the most. Unbelievable luck okay. in the entire universe. And, now, here, here's the thing. Like, how many blaze rods did he need? I don't know the exact conversions, but I mean, you need like, to you like need how, to have like a max ball, ballpark figure of how many blaze rods did he pick up? Uh, we're we're getting there, but this is over the course of twenty four hours of playing the game, right? You're not going to be able to do the math because the numbers are astronomical. No, and that's fine. That's fine. But I'm, I'm, I, I just want to think get a it, sense. I of... think it's a one blaze rod equals three blaze powder, so I think you only need four blaze rods. Oh, okay. But Got anyway, it. so over the course of these twenty-four hours, to get the luck he had with an unmodded game is one in seventeen septillion. Okay. And it wouldn't be so bad if Dream didn't defend himself. If if he said, you're right, I'm sorry, I got caught, there you go. Mm-hmm. Which still would have been shameful and horrific but and the, cost him. The, but... the moderators of the boards uh-huh. put out an official paper outlining all the math and all the facts... And this is the reasons we're not including Dream Speedrun. So Dream hired an anonymous third party right. to write a counter paper that is now mocked mercilessly for having all of its math wrong. Uh-huh. But the fact that Dream is claiming to have performed the most unlikely event in Anything ever recorded ever. And an astronomically unlikely. Mm-hmm. You're right. Look, look, look. When you've got something that should be showing up, you know, one time in 20, and it's showing up three times as often as that, you know, small sample size. Okay, you know what? Maybe maybe we had an anomaly here. 
But over 24 hours, you know, once you've got 8 drops, 12 drops, 15 drops, suddenly the numbers start multiplying exponentially pretty quick. I get you. Uh, okay. So I also did the math, and it turns out that you have a higher chance of winning the Mega Millions lottery while getting eaten by a shark that was being struck by lightning. Oh, that's funny. Th- th- those odds are 1 in 17.3995 quadrillion. Uh, sorry, quintillion, by the way. Um, dr- dream, having those odds is, like, at the highest rate available for catching shiny Pokemon. It's like running into 13 natural shinies in a row. I... <laughs> I love I love that for this audience, shiny Pokemon is a great basis of comparison. Thirteen shiny Pokemon in a row at the most shiny rate you can have. At the base shiny rate at one in eight thousand one hundred and ninety-two, you'd need to run into six shinies in a row. Okay. Let me That is so astronomically unlikely. And Dream just is like, yeah, well, I, I did it, so... I will tell you my experience on role-playing game forums. Anytime you start talking about dice and probabilities, you are going to come up with people who swear that their dice come up this way, this often, and they will start talking about bad luck, good luck, the natural 18s that their character rolled up, all of this stuff... And no matter how many times they start talking about this pile of evidence, and it's like, it's not just, oh, this one happenstance. It's like, oh, no, no, this is what happens to me every game all the uh-huh. time. It's like, that. All right. The, the, the chances of that happening, it's, it is impossible. Here, here you go. Take, take 10d20. Roll them all at once. Mm-hmm. Your chances of rolling all of them 20 simultaneously is one, is over a million times more likely than what Dream did. Right. Right. Look, I completely get you. So, um, so what you're saying is, uh, he's a cheater. He is a cheater, and it is absolutely scummy for him to sit back and claim that he had this kind of luck when People who have put hundreds of thousands of hours into one game just for that one run with the luck required to shave off half a second. Mm -hmm. And he's claiming to have done it in no time at all. Yeah, well, it's an insult. It truly is just insulting to the community. Uh Uh-huh. But also, if you have a (coughs) loyal... Pardon me. If you have a loyal following... If you have a rabid base of super fans, because you're, to your super fans... We, we call this the Logan Paul effect. <coughs> yeah, to your super fans, you can do no wrong. And mm-hmm. as long as people have a tenuous grasp on numbers and you have a vaguely plausible explanation, you will still continue to have them follow you. If you come straight out and admit that you cheated, well, now they have no, now they have no choice but to admit that you're a cheater and lose respect for one, you. One of dreams. Well, although, but again, you would think, you would think, yeah, yeah, but, but hey, he owned up to it. I mean, come on, it takes a lot of balls to stand up and do it. But mean, he didn't own up to it. No, but I'm saying you could go the other way. Uh, you would still have your super fans who admire you for 
and being so honest about your cheating. Dream Dream's biggest defense is, well, look look at it like this. There's a hundred million people playing Minecraft all the time. One of them was bound to have this kind of luck. Well, no, a hundred million is not enough. No. But if everyone in the world simultaneously played Minecraft for a week straight... Well, all, all of them being highly skilled and trying to do speedrunning. You would still be, oh, I don't know, a billionth off? Yeah. Ah, oh, man. There, there are people who have run... How dare he sully the good name of speedrunning? Exactly. There are people who have run the numbers and simulations on... And they've let these simulations run for days. And they can't come up with the numbers that Dream is claiming he did. Okay. But, on the other hand, there's happier news in speedrunning. I mean, yes, there is. Okay. Um, And I... Uh, do you, do you want to talk about this one? Because I watched yes. the video, but yes. So, uh, Wind Waker is a very, very popular Zelda game and very speedrun. But in the category of a hundred percent, meaning that you're getting every weapon, collectible, uh, piece of heart, everything, you're one hundred percenting the game. Uh, there is a mini game called Kaboom Splash. This, by the way. Um, since, uh, Aiden is selfish and doesn't like to give credit to other people. Oh, yeah, right. This comes from DM Darks. <laughs> yeah, DM Darks sent this, sent this in. Uh, he, he just now listened to the first This Week in Speedrunning episode because he's yeah, it's, behind. It's Darks. He's a little behind. He's a very busy man. I mean, he's not very tall. He always is a little behind. Um, <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Also, if it's not evident, you guys can send us topics to talk about. Yeah. We say it at the end of every podcast. That's true. Save us all that grueling research. Anyway, but uh, the game Kaboom Splish is just battleships. I'm going to be honest, it's battleships. Yeah, I've played Battleship. And the goal is you have a two-ship, a three-ship, and a four-ship, which those are the spaces that they occupy in a straight line. And your goal in a 7x7 board, sorry, 8x8 board, is to take them out in less than 20 shots. Oof. Right. So you're not playing against an opponent. You're playing no. You're playing against... They are just preset... Lo- well, not preset locations. They're randomized locations. And go. Okay. And... 20 shots? In under 20 shots. 19 Was... maximum. Okay, so if I hit... God damn. All right, so if I... I, I'm I'm just doing the math in my head. Let's say I hit one. It conceivably, once I've made a hit, it takes me the number of that ship plus potentially three if I have really bad luck. But let's say on average it's about two and a half, which means minimum I've got two, three, and four. So that's nine already, plus probably something like five wasted shots after no, the no, hit. No, no, that's that's eleven. Two, three, no, two, three, and four is nine. No, two, three, four is nine. I'm dumb. Yeah. I've got goopy nine. goblin gamer brain. I'm sorry. All right. And if I make a hit and then I pick the wrong direction to go off of that ship, it's possible I'm going to be wrong. So let's add an extra four. So 13 already just to. Mm-hmm. So I can have, I can have seven just straight up misses that don't produce anything for me. Yep. 
And then I need everything else. And that's not including much. if you hit one of the middle spaces on the four squid, and you get one, go one beyond, because you still haven't taken down a squid, uh-huh. and then you have to backtrack down oh, the other yeah, side. Oh, yeah, you know what? You know what? I was actually thinking, never mind. I All right. But still, but still, something something like 13 to 14 shots. Yep. If if you wind up getting hits every every wild guess. Okay. And so, people have started writing algorithms to try to predict a decent method to predicting squids. Right. Because, okay, and th- this is the one part of that that I was understanding uh, as I was going through it, is that, yeah... Um, it's not, it's not true randomness because it's a computer. So it is a random seed. So the placement is based on the time code. Yes. The time stamp at the moment that it sets up the board. Yes. And so therefore, but reverse seeding it is very difficult while you're doing a speed right, run and right. also illegal. Well, sure, sure, but but it also meant that they were able to from those come up with the probabilities of, of of where the ships were most likely to be. Yes. So at least when you're doing your speed run, um, you're more likely to find it in one of these patterns or one of these locations. Right. But even that is still not surefire. No. Because the seed generator starts at the millisecond point. Uh-huh. And it also depends on what frame of the game you hit the button on. Sure. But, again, again, I, the idea is that there's still a most likely spot. So right. that following following the patterns that they have, um, you know, there's always a chance that your speed run is going to be completely shot to hell. Yep. No matter what you do. Mm-hmm. But this is reducing the chances, reducing the amount of times you're going to waste uh, on this speed run. So, because I assume, I assume if you go into sploosh, kaboom, kaboom, Ka- splash, kaboom, splash, yeah. All right. I assume if you go in there and you lose the game, you might as well stop and start over because your speed run is wasted. No. no, 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 no. That's the thing about speed running is there is no loss of time. Any speed run will never talk. Any speed runner will never talk about uh, losing time. They will talk about. Time saved for next run. Okay. Because this run was not fully maximized, so next run we can do better. Okay. So what I and my older brother would have issue with, with speedrunning, is exact situations like that. Where we'd want to trash that run and start Uh over, but... With a run like that, you just have to push through, finalize it, get your time, figure out where you can get better. Wow. And where I can get better is if I'm luckier. Yep, because how you slow down speedrunners is battleships. <laughs> that is fantastic. I, I was just thrilled that, that, you know, Pat's still listening to the podcast once in a while. That's pretty cool. <laughs> All, right. Um, all right, that's this week in speedrunning. Uh, next up. And now for something completely different. That's right, it's time for something completely different. Um, so, my wife doesn't want me to tell this story on the air, so I'm going to. Um, <laughs> we'll call her John. My, <laughs> my wife, John. Uh, my wife. She, uh, she talks in her sleep. Uh, not often. 
Not often, but, uh, you know, once a year maybe. She has a good a, a good session of talking in her sleep, and uh, afterwards when you explain it to her, it is always so amazingly nonsensical that she uh, she accuses you of lying about it because there's I no mean, way she said any of those like, things. Like like time she was lost in the desert? Oh, gosh. With that horse? Yeah, the, the one with no name. And, and, I, and I said, oh. And it was something about... But the way she asked it, I'm like, oh, really? Well, well who whose horse is it? Or something like that. She says, I don't know. It doesn't have a name. I'm like... God, damn, she, I mean, like, like she's. You have to be fucking. She's with right, right, exactly. She's making jokes while she's asleep. Um, that and then my later, purse. yeah, then later denies it. So, uh, anyway, in this particular case, I thought she was only half asleep because she's she's talking about how tired she is, and she's talking about, but you know, like not not like a full on regular tired. It's like a. Not your usual kind of tired. It's just a, it's just weird. And when when she says not your usual kind of tired, that's a reference to the movie Fargo, where they're describing Steve Buscemi's character, and some girl in a bar describes him as, uh, as uh, yeah, kind of funny looking, but but not your usual kind of funny looking. And so we we love that line. And so she's it's not your usual kind of tired. And she's explaining this to me, and she finally goes, it's just I don't know. It's I'm semi tired. And then, I think she's asleep. And then, she's not, because she starts counting. But she's counting in Roman numerals. I, 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 V, 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 I. V, I, I. Okay, except, the problem is, she's not doing a very good job of counting in Roman numerals, because any time there were three I's in a row, after number three, all right, so once she got to eight, thirteen... Um, she skipped anything that had three I's in a row. Just skipped the number entirely, but then she also threw in some extra V's here and there. Um, and I knew what she was doing, okay? There is a children... I, do you even remember who performed that? I don't remember no, the name of the I, album. No, I can, I can pull it up. It, it's not It's not that big a deal. We need to cite our sources. Okay, you, you look that up while I keep uh, yammering on here. All right, it's a, it's a kid's song. From a kid's album, and it is called Wheels on the Big Rig, and he says, there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, uh, 15, 16, 17, 18 wheels on the Big Rig. It is by Trout Fishing in America. Okay. I, I bet that's not the original. Or it's, I bet that's not the one we heard. I bet there's different versions of it. Because that doesn't sound familiar at all. Alright, and then, after he counts all the way up to 18 for the Wheels on the Big Rig, then, then he, uh, he does... Just uh, just the even sides. All right, now just the odd tires. Now let's count them backwards, and then finally they're camper. no. That's it. That's that's the album cover. Oh wow, trout fishing in America, and then uh, he caps it off by saying, "Now do it in Roman numerals," and so they count it off. I I I I I V V V I V I I. Okay, I'm not gonna sing the whole thing, but I helped her because she she kind of trailed off at about fifteen. So I did the the end for her. I and I did it really slowly and kind of patronizingly while she's asleep. I'm like X V I X V I I X V I I I, and she she goes yeah, semi tired. <laughs> Son of a gun! I can't. Why can't? Why can't I you be believe, that funny? I can't believe I walked. I like I didn't see. I know the song. I and I walked right into it. Semi tired. Wheels on the big rig. 
hysterical. I am rolling at this point. And I'm laughing so hard that she wakes up fully and asks me what's so funny. And so I explained what just happened. She said, no, I didn't. Why would you not take credit for that joke? Right. Why? I could, I would never even do something like that. Why would I think of that? That's not, no, it's not. Right, because you'd think of Rookie in the toaster, let's That's be right. honest. That, yeah, that was another one. Don't put Rookie in the toaster. Um, don't know who that is. So, no, no idea. Never, never met a Rookie in my life. So, uh, anyway, that was the story. And again, I tell the story because my wife is super funny. Yeah. She is really clever. Um, she just refuses to admit it. I don't get it. I th- my my personal theory is that she's wide awake for these, and somehow she thinks these jokes are beneath her. Yeah, she's no, she's she's just gaslighting you. Yes, yes, that is exactly what is going on. The uh, the co- the comedy equivalent of gaslighting. That's, that's right. <laughs> Telling hysterically funny jokes and then denying it. I don't. I don't get it. Um, anyway, I just thought it was a cute story. So uh, that means. It's time for the science fiction double feature. Science fiction double feature. That's right. Here at Nerd Pride Radio, you get not one, but two movie reviews for the same low, low price. Uh, first up, so, you, have, you have a movie, right? So I've heard a lot of jokes about the movie Speed. What? Oh, oh, you're doing Speed? Yeah, it's really hurting my arm, though. Oh, Jesus Christ. No. All right. Yeah, you, you keep talking. Uh, you keep talking. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, no. I... Okay, wait. Without looking it up, who's the who's the main actor in Speed? Who, who plays the male lead? Keanu Reeves. Yeah, right? He looks so weird without the hair. <laughs> Put it back. <laughs> no, oh, damn it. I was hoping this movie was awesome in the 80s, but it wasn't. No, it's awesome in 1994. Yeah, damn. Okay, go ahead. But, so I've heard a lot of jokes about how dumb the plot of Speed is. Because me, me and my friends make jokes about, well, I mean, if if this bus goes under 50 miles an hour, we all die. Right. Oh, real quick, real quick. I I haven't seen this movie probably since somewhere in the mid-90s. Um, and I remember Sandra Bullock being really cute before anyone knew who she was. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was really cute afterwards, so, too, but... Anyway, but... So, I, we, we, me and, uh, and uh, my friend, let's call him John... The, the, the first John from last time we recorded. Oh, okay. John 1. Got yeah, it. John 1. Um, we set out to watch it because we had a conversation about it. Like, well, you know, it's $4 for renting on YouTube. Let's just watch it and make fun of it. And then it was good. Yeah, it was a really good movie in its day. It right. really was. I mean, like... I mean, it was weird seeing at the beginning of the movie having... Keanu Reeves and the uncle from Full House is kind of buddy cops. Which, wait. Wait, which which uncle from Full House? The one that's a comedian. What? Yeah. Dave Couillet? Are, no, you're telling yeah, me no. Dave, Dave Couillet was in Speed. You were out of your mind. There's no way. <laughs> I'm not joking with you. So, me and John came up with a theory that that he's now in witness protection and he's not actually those girls' no, uncle. No, 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 no. I see Jeff Daniels. Is that the one? Yeah, except he's not from... No, he's from... Uh, 
Um, no, it was it was the uncle from Full House. Are you sure? Yes. And not, and not Jesse. Huh. Alright, hold on, hold on. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. Please. Sorry, I was in the Wikipedia speed because I didn't think I was going to need a bunch of details, so now I have to go Yeah, through. Dave Couillet! No way! That is freaking hysterical. Jo- Joey Gladstone! Well, yeah, Joey Gladstone, but who was he in Speed? Uh, he 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 was the, the the buddy cop to Keanu Reeves. What? I yeah. see Jeff Daniels. I see Alan Ruck. I see. Well, let me just Bummer. scroll back in Dave Couillet's past. Like not even not even top build. I mean, not even like I have to go to see full cast to reveal him here. Why can't I see him? Because I don't think it's him. It is most definitely him. Are you sure you're not thinking of Jeff Daniels? I am almost positive. No, no, no. You're thinking of Jeff Daniels. Dumb and Dumber. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, they were both... They would have both been very, very young back then. Then that's, then that's not his picture, is it? Oh my god, that does look a lot like Jeff Daniels, isn't it? That's Dave Couillet. Right. But no, here's Jeff Daniels. Okay, well, you can see where my confusion was. I can see where your confusion was. Wow. You guys had a much more interesting conversation then. So, anyway. Yeah, it it was Jeff Daniels. We knew who it was at the time. Okay. But that that is the comedian uncle. The the blonde-haired one. Dave Couillet is. No, that's the dad. No. I, okay, then we're... Dave Couillet plays Joey Gladstone on Full House and was not in the movie Speed. Okay, then... Jeff Daniels is from Dumb and Dumber, and Jeff Daniels apparently played Harry in Speed. Okay, then that's who that is. Why do they look so similar? Sorry, dude. <laughs> well, now I'm sad. Didn't mean to fact check you in real time. It's fake news, dude. No, it's fine. You don't have it's to just, listen to it. Now... Now our whole theory about witness protection has fallen through. That's okay. That's okay. So anyway. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. It really is. I mean, well, like. I don't see why everyone makes fun of it. Okay. As ridiculous as everything being unfinished in that city. Yo, okay. Yes. The, the, the overpass, the railway. Look. Ev- why can no one finish anything in New York? It is, it is, some of that is really ludicrous, okay? It's ludicrous. <laughs> ludicrous. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, you're right, Lisa, ludicrous was not in this movie. Uh, but if you look really, really close at 12 minutes and 51 seconds, you can see DMX. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> This is just the thing. It became a joke afterwards, but at the time, people loved this movie. And yes, we all recognized that the premise of of uh, uh, a a terrorist or terrorist like figure who is um, who is threatening people by setting a bomb to go off if the bus goes below fifty miles an hour. Okay, that is ridiculous, and we all knew that was silly, and yet it was great. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. Uh, it was, um, I mean, it was Keanu Reeves being John McClane, but, you know, 
on a moving bus. Right. And it was awesome. Yeah, I had a lot of yeah. fun watching that movie. And only afterwards did it become this big joke. And then it just, it got to the point where, as a cultural reference, the only thing about speed that has survived as a cultural reference is, if this bus goes below 50 miles an hour, we're all dead. It was, in fact, Applied so to all good sorts of stuff. that after it ended, John said, well, great. Now I'm going to have to go to Amazon and pick myself wait, up. Wait, wait, I'm, so, I'm sorry. You meant John said. Yeah, yeah, John. Okay. You, you can bleep out the first name. Sorry. <laughs> I, I will remember to do that. Anyway, um, but... Uh, yeah, he, he said that he would need to go to Amazon and pick himself up a copy, because that's a good movie. It really is. And yeah. then I also bought the full version on YouTube, so. Weirdos. It's a good movie! It, no, it really is a good movie. I get it. But yeah, I, I can I can see where it would be uh, oh, really? a huge really? surprise to you. Fine, what what movie did you watch this week? Segway. That, that's good, because I didn't segue earlier, so it's nice that we have one. Uh, Palm Springs. Palm Springs has been recommended to me a bunch of times, uh, and so we put it on our movie list, and uh, a couple nights ago, we rolled uh, we rolled seven, which was Palm Springs. Well, it's and an so Andy Samberg flick. It can't be bad. It's an Andy Samberg flick, and I'm if you haven't seen Palm Springs yet, it is on Hulu. You need to watch Palm Springs. It's awesome, and right from the get-go, it is Groundhog's Day. It is a time loop movie. Uh, Andy Samberg is caught in a time loop. Uh, and it, it opens up with the assumption pretty much that you've seen Groundhog's Day, that everyone knows how time loops work. And so they don't have to dwell on the, the, the time loops. Like there's a bunch of stuff that has happened already that you're just like, ah, you know what? We get it. We get it. Of course. Of course you tried to kill yourself a bunch of times. We, we saw Bill Murray do it. We get it. Um, and so they get to skip a lot of that buildup um, and skip right over to the, the good parts of where their interpretation of this situation and uh, their ultimate resolution of, of the uh, emotional and intellectual issues at stake here um, can become unique to them. And I'm not going to give anything away because... Uh, I mean, again, it's Andy Samberg in a time loop movie. Great. Now go watch it. It's phenomenal. Had so much fun watching it. Lisa and I both enjoyed it. Uh, um, it's just a good time. So, uh, And then the very next day, uh, I got a, an article in my news feed that says, that says, 10 underrated time travel movies that you have to watch now. Number one, speed. And... <laughs> No, and actually, uh, uh, only about five of I only had seen half of them already. Uh, but number one on that list was Palm Springs. Um, and then the other, like, 19 weren't even time travel movies, so. <laughs> Everybody remember, yesterday is bring your time machine to work day. And you know what they say, pain is just pain entering the body. That's right. Um, the, uh, these are these are actual... Uh, um, these are slogans that you can find on... It's pod people, real quick. Okay. Pod people. Pod people. Pod people. Oh, that's right, okay, we're talking about the podcast. It's Night Vale. Yeah. Um, uh, and... I talk about it every time we have pod people, because, oh my gosh, Night Vale is so good. So, as we're looking through Night Vale merch, in addition to those two shirts, uh, there was also uh, Lisa's favorite shirt, which was, uh, which was, death is only the end of the story if you... 
actually thought that the entire story was about you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Night Vale is a great podcast. Uh, it is. Uh, oh, they also had another shirt with uh, the the rules of the dog park on it. Uh-huh. Love that shirt. Do not look at the dog park. <laughs> right. Um, dogs are not allowed in the dog park. Humans are not allowed in the dog park. Do not look at the dog park. So anyway, uh, have we talked about Night Vale before? Yes, it is a uh, it is a surrealist eldritch horror soap opera told in the perspective of a radio host. It's good stuff. It is. If you want, if you absolutely want spectacular surrealist. Uh, it is. It is easy to listen to because it's. It, a lot of it is just silly, and there are some ongoing storylines and some recurring jokes and themes. Um, but it's mostly it's just weird and funny. And uh, every once in a while, you kind of get in a groove with it. And as you're listening, you realize, oh, I haven't really been paying attention. And so it's like, well, what the hell did they just say? Oh crap! Now I got back that. What, up. what about a three foot long tongue now? Right. What What about a little girl that? is not a little girl, but is actually a severed, grown, adult Russian man's hand. Running for mayor. The old woman who lives in your house. The old, the faceless old lady who secretly lives in your house. I haven't listened in a little while. So. And then she was also running against the five-headed dragon Hiram McDaniels. I do remember Hiram McDaniels. It sounds like I'm making all of this up and pulling it out of my ass, but these are real things said on that podcast. Right, no, these were pulled out of somebody else's ass. So, uh, anyway, um, that is the Meticulously Plotted portion of this podcast, so, uh, Pod-O-Tronic. We're trying something a little different this week. Omatic. Like, well, how long are you going to leave me hanging here, dude? Come on. Jesus. Uh, hot dog. This is the Nerd Pride Radio Pod-O-Matic. At the end of every cast, we bring out R2. That was him. Uh, and he rolls up random topics for us to talk about. And where these topics come from, you ask. Well, that is where you come in. Do we, do we not even say fully pimped out pod bubble anymore? Oh, did I forget his... Bring out R2 and his fully, fully pimped, pimped out pod bubble. bubble. Oh, man. Which is which explains why I haven't been saying it with you recently. You just haven't been saying it because this time I was listening for it, and that's where you come in. You want to hear us? Hey, we're on about something. You send us your questions or topics to us by email, or better yet, in a private message on my forums at nerdpriderradio.com slash babble. Not haver. Damn it, missed opportunity. I know. We will add it to the Podomatic list because Podomatic is about whatever you want it to be. And what is our first number there, young man? Uh, that is 72. Um, 8 times 9, baby. What is 72? I thought it was 27. I wasn't even... I am really bad at this. Maybe you have Goopy you know, Goblin Gamer dice Brain. Thing. Yeah, maybe. All right. And this one is from Ronster. Well, hey, Ron. Ron says... If you created a special hamburger to replace the Big Mac, and it was called the Big Mike, what would you want to be in it? Mike. Yeah, look, it's going to be, um, oh, man. I, all right, tell you what. I'm, I'm torn, because when I go to McDonald's, there are two things that I get. All right? 
Well, actually, no. Normally, if we if if we're going to McDonald's, usually everyone's you know gets whatever they're going to get, and I usually just have a McChicken. It, it's like a buck, buck and a quarter, or whatever, and uh, and it's about four hundred calories. So that's you know usually what I get. But if I'm actually going to eat at McDonald's and like not worry about calories and just have have food, uh, I either enjoy a McGangbang, um, which is a really tasteless term for. Uh, a McChicken sandwich placed in between the two patties of a McDouble, uh, and it's really good. Um, or, or if it's in season, I have a McRib. And I, I, I like how you can say the McRib is in season. Uh huh. That's a gross sentence. Well, let me what? go to my McRib orchard. No, no, no. I'm saying. Uh, you might go out in the field and you might see a bunch Fresh of, from the vine, here's a McRib. You might see some McRibs wandering around, but you can't shoot them because they're not in season. You have to let them roam free in. Look. Because it's, it's, it's McRib mating season see, now. See, the, the issue is, is that it takes a McRib seven years to go from child to feastable adult. And they only have set cycles, which is why you will only see McRibs in three and a half to seven year cycles. Damn it. McRib comes out once a year. It's when pork prices are at rock bottom and they need to get rid of the nastiest of the pork meat. So they, now, they grind it here. up into McRibs. Listen here, I don't want to hear none of your your silly putty theory propaganda. Okay. Um, but... I'm going to, if the Big Mike, like, because McDonald's has been doing this. Like, you go in and you order, I think it's basketball stars or some crap like this, but mm-hmm. some athlete it's, it's, or rapper. It's just celebrities. Or, yeah, some celebrity, and you just, you order their name, and they give you whatever that person normally orders or whatever they said they normally order. Um, so, you know, the Big Mike is really just going to be a, a McGangbang because you can't call right. you can't call a sandwich a McGangbang. No, 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 hold Straight on. Up. Although I might modify it, it would and be take out one, take out the top bun, so you're doing it more like with the Big Mac. So you'd have you do because uh, the Big Mac has that middle bun for whatever reason. No, 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 no. You're going about it all wrong. Although, God, I would leave on the Big Mac special sauce. What, what, what you would do is it's a Big Mac with a bigger chicken sandwich instead of that middle bun. Oh. That's not bad. And then instead of Big Mac sauce, it's still going to be Big Mac sauce, but you're going to call it Mike's special sauce with quotes around special. Can I just call it my Jack sauce? <laughs> No, that's Jack in the Box. Never mind. Right, 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 right. But it's Mike's special sauce. And you have to make sure that there are quotes around special and, like, put it in, like, a white font, like, dripping Cause, down. Because that's how I sauce it up. Because that's how you sex it up. No! No, gross! What is wrong with you? You're the one who said it was your catchphrase, man. It is. Well, yeah, but not for food. You're disgusting. I mean, you've seen the video of a guy having sex with a McChicken in a back alley, right? No! Yeah, can we can we not? Yeah, see your your mother's in there. She's in tears now, having to listen to your foul mouth. What is wrong? foul chicken? Uh, uh, oh, oh, oh now we're back. Okay, uh, ninety four. Ninety four is ninety four. If you flip it upside down, is a boat and a six. 
<laughs> what? How about that? Um, this is from Kyle. Oh, hi, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Does Monty Python hold up? I mean, r- really? Okay. I, I'm scared I, to go back and watch, but I also feel like everyone that talks about how great it still is is just being mis- nostalgic. I, I have I have an unpopular opinion. Uh-huh. And it's that none of Monty Python was ever good save Holy Grail. Okay. Uh, and maybe the, the, the Ministry of Silly Walks. Look. That also gets some points from me. Monty Python is... And maybe Cheese Shop. Not maybe Cheese Shop. Cheese Shop is an awesome sketch. Still is. I'm just trying to pick out the ones that aren't racist, Look. transphobic, or homophobic. Well, okay, yeah. Any Anything where they're dressed up as the old Pepper Pot ladies, that's... That's, that's just British people thinking that men wearing women's clothes is funny. Eh, gross. I mean, the Lumberjack but, song was pretty transphobic. All right, Lumberjack song is definitely homophobic and or transphobic. Extremely. Um, but uh, they had a bunch of funny bits. And since Monty Python, uh, the original series, is available on Netflix, or it's available on one of my streaming services. I'm pretty sure it was on Netflix for a while. I don't know if it still is. I watched two or three episodes over the course of a couple of weeks, but it like it wasn't enough to keep me coming back. So, you know, I knew most of the bits from from memory. I could have recited along with them half the time, um, and some of them were funny. And I think even Eli came in and watched a little bit with me and said, "Oh yeah, no, they're actually pretty good." But yeah, some of it is just slow and tedious and not funny, and it takes a while to. It's like it's not worth waiting around for the good bits. That's mm-hmm. that's all I'm saying. So it some of it holds up, but some of it doesn't. Uh, I would have to have someone go in and curate out the things that I find funny and just put them together in one package. But that someone would have to be me because only I understand what I think is funny, and that's I'm not going to watch it all. True. So um, okay, no, it's it's actually not that hard to understand. Farts, farts are super funny. Farts will always be. Fu- that's. That's why Santa Claus 2 was way funnier than the first Santa Claus. How? There were more reindeer farts. How dare you? No, but but the first recorded joke we have to date is a fart joke. Right. Farts are always funny. Um, but yeah, no, I, I it doesn't really hold up that well. Um, even even Holy Grail. And there, I, there are some questionable bits to Holy, Holy Grail. I like Holy Grail a lot. And it's, you know, obviously super quotable, and we all know it. But even Holy Grail is, some of the stuff is, is it takes a bit. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, bringing in my, my younger teenage kids now, well, my only teenage kids, I guess. The older two are, are uh, no longer teenagers. Um, but bringing in my two teenagers and having them watch some Holy Grail with me. Oh, yeah, they get the funny bits. They understand. But then there's a lot of it that, again, it, it just, it takes too long. You know, we love we love watching the Black Knight get chopped to bits, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. The Knights um, of Knee. Yeah, but some of it, well, even the Knights of Knee are a little, that's just funny because they're saying funny words. It's like, uh. It's, it's, it's the verbal equivalent of jingling keys in front of your face. Yeah, it, 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 this was from a day and age when, uh, Steve Martin was selling out arenas by 
standing up in front of audiences and most of the time just saying nonsense. It was it was like a lot of times it was a clean version of being a shock jock. It's just you just say things that are completely unexpected, and because it was unexpected, it's automatically funny. Uh-huh. It's it's like the way every every group of fourteen and fifteen year olds suddenly finds finds a source of humor that is really just people screaming random sounds and they think it's the funniest damn thing in the world and they will remember it for their whole lives as the funniest damn thing ever when it's really it's just random noise um so uh it's it yeah so some some of some of holy oh, grail the, doesn't the, hold up the, some the of Monty python doesn't hold up see bridge guardian's funny but again these are all the parts that i know by heart all right because they're the memorable ones yeah I anyway, I, and I think I think Holy Grail holds up better than most uh, most of the Monty Python stuff. But you know, also I look in college. I even I loved Monty Python so much. I had there were two books that were all of the scripts of Monty Python from their original TV show, yeah. and so it was it was every single episode script from the beginning of the series to the end, and I read all the way through that book. I loved it, but the show is even more problematic when when you're reading the script because there were bits like one of the characters, her name was Mrs. And then she had the N-word just randomly thrown into the middle of her name Yep, in the script. And she the, her name never appeared on the show. They never said it out loud uh, during the script. The only the only reason it was there is so that they could have the N word in the script, just for her name. So they all knew that that's who she was, even though no one ever says it out loud. So that uh-huh. way, I, and I'm sure they did it just to mess with the censors, just to have the censors come down and read through the script and go, "Hey, well, you can't, you can't do that." They're like, "Oh no, no, we never say her name. It's okay, right. you know." Um. So yeah, it's weird. It's problematic. Yeah. It's, um. Anyway, well, and even even some of the quotable stuff. All right, I'm going on way too long about this. Even some of the quotable stuff. Uh, oh my God! There's trouble at the mill. Oh, what's happened? I don't know. They just told me to come say trouble at the mill. I didn't expect it. Like, is the Spanish Inquisition really that funny? Was it even that unexpected? That's true. I don't know. I, I think a lot of people due to the evacuation of homes in the area, very truly saw the Spanish Inquisition coming. <laughs> That's okay, good point. Historically that, speaking. Yeah, they probably did. 92. Uh, that's just two doors down. That's from Ronster. Well, hey, Ron. And Ron says, which brand logo with hidden or not so obvious meanings is your favorite one? Uh, Vans. Oh? Vans is just square root of answer. Really? Yeah. Nice. Um, okay, look, I don't know, other than, um, the Amazon Smile and the FedEx Arrow, those are the two really common ones. I haven't actually delved into this one, so I don't have some good ones here. Um, although, Ron says his is, yeah, square root of answer. That's great. Uh, Ron says his favorite is uh, the Tostitos logo with two people sharing chips and salsa. 
Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I I have no idea what's Aiden's looking it up. We'll verify for you. This will be great radio. Uh, he'll he'll hold the picture up to the microphone. Oh. And then we'll both ooh and ah over it. Yeah. Sure enough. Let me see. Oh. You know what? I think I've even noticed that before, and it like looked at it, and then it just immediately falls out of my head. Right. Like not something I ever bothered to remember. That's really cute. Yeah. Yeah. The two T's in Tostitos. Uh, they have the eye between them, so they're they're sharing uh, they're sh- sharing chips and salsa uh, that are on a table of the eye. There you go. Wow, uh, that's that's my new band name, by the way, Table of the Eye. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, and we are running out of time. I don't think we can keep going, but uh, I think we should check with Bill first. Yeah, Bill, can you turn around and do one more? Always can do one more. Let's hit it. You know what? How, how dare you? What? When I do one more, it's a problem. But just because you got William Shatner, suddenly he's allowed to do it? <laughs> That's... <laughs> that, is, that is not the reaction I was expecting from you. I'm, I'm glad you're taking this so well. No, uh, no. Why is, why is Bill allowed to one more, but I'm not? I, here's, here's my thing is it was getting kind of out of hand, and I thought I thought maybe, maybe we need some kind of final arbiter who can tell us when we've had enough. And uh, it seemed like Henry Rollins and William Shatner were the perfect pairing for mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Is, it, it would have been one thing if you ran this by me. Oh, but, I'm sorry. But you just decided to go over my head completely. Is, can you read that number? I can't even see it from here. It's four, but... <laughs> no, no, keep going. This is this is good. It is, it is absolutely deplorable that you would in a way replace me like this. Oh, um, next week? Uh, I don't know if we're going to need you. I just have a soundboard of your voice. <laughs> or do you see how that goes? <laughs> Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Let me let, let me try out my Aiden soundboard. Bonner, Bonner. <laughs> no, I was gonna go. I was gonna go. Wait, ready, ready. Fight me. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, that's that's the one. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> Stop. Stop. I thought I thought I disabled that button. I swear to God, I'm not Hitler in disguise. When did I say that one? Let's see that. Um, this one's from Kyle. And Kyle says, do you believe in magic in a young girl's heart? What's this one do? And the music feeling whenever it starts. Oh. Again, where are you getting these sound clips from me? How the music can free her whenever it starts. There you go. Uh, And it's magic if the music is groovy. Uh, It makes you wonder why you're listening to this song that sounds a little bit creepy. Um, one of these buttons sure would have the answer. I would g- give me a second. I mean, at that point, if the phone booth wasn't completely indestructible, it'd probably explode, right? Ooh, that was a good one. I, I think that's my answer. You know what? If I'll I just use the soundboard for the rest of the episode, if that's if okay I was with really, you. If I was really dedicated, I would come back and every time you've pretended to hit the soundboard, I would put a little echo effect over your voice. <laughs> But I'm not that dedicated. It's like, like it's bad enough that I have to actually go find that Henry Rollins and Bill Shatner clip and then convert it to an MP3 <laughs> and then drop it in there so that all of this makes sense in the first place. Um, 
uh, much less uh, having to sound effect you. Um, but uh, uh, look, okay, sure. It is it is a little bit creepy, but I mean, is it worse than Sweet Caroline? Really? Uh, Sweet Caroline was written under some odd pretenses. Yeah, it would look. Look, he's watching out the window, and it's Caroline Kennedy. This is the official story that that he was watching Caroline Caroline Kennedy, and he wrote the song Sweet Caroline. She was like twelve at the time, nine. Uh-huh. I don't know. She's underage for sure. And I mean. Touching me, touching you. I, do, uh-huh. do you not hear yourself, Barry? Do you not? Do you not hear the words as you're composing them, or uh, does 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 the music just take you away and you're just lost in your your creepy borderline? Ugh, that's so gross. I guess I'm offended twice over because you have this entire mixing board with 64 sound buttons. And you haven't been using it to mix the podcast? Hold on, I, I got another one. There is no way that that is that much pudding! I've been lied to! See? I, I, these are just clipped out real real clips from the show. Well, All right. In context. Right, but you've ha- how long have you had this board? <laughs> Look. It, this is not... I, I get what you're thinking. But this is an insurance policy in case I ever want to exclude you from the podcast. That's all. It's not you already a- exclude me from family events. This is, um... Oh, here, hold on. This one's labeled. Because I wasn't invited. Look. See? Even the soundboard knows. All right. Let's see what GLaDOS thinks about it. Remember when the platform was sliding into the fire pit and I said goodbye, and you were like, No way. And then I was all, we pretended we were going to murder you. That was great. Okay. Uh, uh, Speed this, round. Yeah, this this uh, podcast is copyright 2021. And uh, stuff. We used some music in here. Maybe. No, I don't think we used any music. It doesn't make any difference. We're skipping straight over into the... Listener, uh, betrayal, listener betrayal because Mike My battery says I have 35 minutes of recording Mike time was wrong I like that button uh, It says I have 35 minutes of, of recording left Which means it's probably like 10, 15 Let's, so, let's get this done All right. Well, I mean, what did it, it's, it, said, it said you had an hour and a half And we've been recording for about an hour So it seems to be No, no, it, it never gave me an actual number before It told me 43% before And now it's telling me Thirteen uh, percent. Okay. So, so it still seems to be about on pace. F- Fifteen to twenty minutes. That's what I'm figuring. All so, right. all right, let's let's do the silence, and then uh, and then we'll get to it. And now it's time for Listener Betrayal. Before we start recording every podcast, we go out and we send stuff to you guys. And we say, hey, we're recording, blah, blah, blah. Whatever you send us, we'll read off at the end of the podcast, which is what we're doing right now. You want to go first or you want me to do it? Uh, you can go first. Why is one of these just labeled argument? <laughs> don't Please don't hit it. Please. No, look. I swear to God, if you make a goddamn soundboard of me, I will quit.
I will walk out that door and you will never see me again. No, this isn't a joke. In, in what world is that okay? No, no, it is not for insurance. What is wrong with you? What? I can't believe you. Yeah, that's an, that's an odd one. Oddly specific button, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I said, uh, hello, Nerd Pride Radio's favorite listener. It is 2021, and we are recording. Talk to us about whatever you want, but first, make a New Year's resolution for someone else. And so uh, Aiden started, and uh, his response was, I promise to really start using my catchphrase because that's how I sex it up. But yeah, but who is who is that for? You should have told us who who this resolution was for. It's for you, Mike. Um. Anyway, and that's how I sex it up. That's a good button. I like that one. So yeah, you know the listeners can't see when you're hitting a button. It's hard. For I'm, them I'm, to I'm hoping difference. I'm hitting the table enough that it makes a sound. <laughs> um. Uh. This is from my wife. And she says, my first New Year's resolution is to be healthier. My second is to stop worrying about what others, what others think of me. I am just going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, for, for some backstory, we went to a therapist and, uh, and uh, my, my mother opened her heart and said that she really, she thinks cares too much about what people think. And the therapist responded, stop it. Yeah, she basically said, well, could you, could you not do that? Could you just not? Just, which, uh, if you have not seen, um, stop if, it or I will bury you alive in a Yeah, yeah if, if you, <laughs> oh my god, uh, if you haven't seen, uh, 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 what's what is that guy's name? Thank you, Bob Newhart. I don't know why I was blanking on it. Uh, Bob Newhart from Mad TV, and he's, I think it's on Mad TV, and he's acting as a therapist, and the woman is scared to death of being buried alive in a box. Uh, she panics about it. She worries about it. And his advice is, well, stop it. All right. Go look that one up yep. and watch it. Bob Newhart, Buried Alive in a Box. It is really funny. And then, yeah, and then it happened to us in real life. And afterwards, <laughs> and my wife is complaining about it. And I said, and I said, stop it or I will. All right. Anyway, I can't. I, I don't want to give away the punchline. Uh-huh. Um, she didn't find me funny then either. So anyway, uh, next up, Kyle says, my New Year's resolution for Trump is to eat less fast food. Hey, I just went to play putt-putt. I did it at the shitty Peter Pan one that Grand Grand took us to when we were kids. It was a blast. When was the last time you played putt-putt? When's the last time you did miniature golf? Uh, there should be a button. Last time I played miniature golf was probably at the one that's down the road from our place. It's got the, the, the bumper boats and, like, the go-karts with it, too. Oh, what? wow. When? Why do you have that button? You the, only have 64 slots, and some of these seem oddly specific. Last time last time uh, I played Putt-Putt was probably, uh, um, I don't know. It's been a long time. Probably, you should play more Putt-Putt, homie. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was really young the last time I played Putt-Putt because it was an old computer game, and uh, it, it, it featured a purple car. And I'm not sure that they make them anymore, but I'll have to look into that. I will, I will have to play some more putt-putt. All right, DM Dark's response, and uh, his new, new Year's resolution is for Kyle. Kyle, <laughs> you should really resolve to sp- start spreading the word about going vegan. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, which, actually, now, you're too late, Pat. Uh, 
Kyle's decided he's going to go pescatarian. So, because he can't, he can't go his life without fish. Right. He just can't. He just he he needs an easier, healthier source of protein when he's in a bind for Fisk. Exactly my point. Uh, next up is from Jacob, and Jacob says, "Father, your official New Year's resolution is more Goya brand Spanish style flan custard." <laughs> and there's a picture of it. Wow! All right, I'm on it. I I have no choice now. You know uh, what you've signed yourself up for, right? For for all of your listeners to give you New Year's resolutions. All right. Uh, for well, someone for, else. For someone else. Uh, Kaz says this is the year Kyle starts campaigning for political office. He's got so much he could do to help Texas. Uh, with that out of the way. I want to talk about expectations. I'm playing Cyberpunk 2077. I'm listening. And having a pretty good time of it. I am disappointed, though, that CD Projekt Red put their people through so much to get us the game for the holidays. I'm also disappointed in how little you can change your character. There's no changing your appearance outside of clothing changes. You can't get perks with any of the organizations in Night City, except for a general street cred. I wanted more, because I've wanted this place for almost 30 years now. Well, that's that's the thing, is that... With it being a nearly solely first-person game, I don't think your character's look is quite as important as other games. Mm-hmm. All right, we're speedrunning here. Uh, the last one is from... Uh, uh, I'm just kidding. Um, wait, you you have? I don't know why his name is in my phone, but... You can even say Carrot. Um, anyway, yeah. Let's call him John Five. Uh, but anyway, Garrett says, and Garrett came up with an actual sweet one. A New Year's resolution. Uh oh, battery is running low. Oh uh-oh. crap! A New Year's resolution I would give to someone else would be to have more fun, do more of what you love, and most of all, cut out all the toxic things in your life. Okay. Thanks for being funny, Garrett. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. I am going to stop the podcast and save here, so in case uh, in case we die, we just lose Aiden. Okay. Okay, and we're back. Aiden had to go run, but he's coming back, and here he is. Hey, what's up? So, uh, in case in case we lose everything. Whoa, there's a times two speed button on this? Howdy, Platinum members. My dad and I are recording today. If you'd like to say something or have us read anything, now is your chance. We will read anything you send us. Seriously, anything you type will be read off. This week's question, what is the worst gift you've ever received? What's the best? That's so handy. Anyway. Wow, that's uh, good. Uh, the save, you, one... save you a lot of trouble, by the way, every, oh, yeah. every week having to read off that whole opening for it. Uh, the first one comes to us from uh, Jacob. He says, oh man, not only was the was uh, the gift I got, not only was it the worst gift I got, but I got it 26 days late, smelled funny, and made too much noise. Apparently returning it was too complicated, so it's still around somewhere. Wait, what? 20... 25... That's gross. That's my birthday! <laughs> That's my birthday, you dick! How dare you! We, we will talk about this later. Uh, the next one comes to us from uh, Garrett. Uh, he says, I can't really say I've had a best or worst gift, mostly because I generally enjoy any gift I'm given, because that means someone thought about me enough to get me anything. Aw, oh, that's so nice. I can list you one gift that you didn't like, but I can't say it on the air. So, I'm just going to call you a liar and move on. This one comes from Isaiah. 
uh, coal for the worst. Wow, do people really hand out actual coal? Is this a thing? Yeah, you got coal once. Was it that coal gum? Because that doesn't count. Oh, yeah, it might have been. Uh, the best would have been the books I've gotten for the series I've wanted from other people. Aw, that's so cool. Our next one's from Kyle. Kyle says, uh, worst gift. My in-laws always include my name on their gift to my wife. And the gift is never something for, for, for me at all. Best gift, an original paperback print of The Running Man by your dad for being the best man at his wedding. Question for you. Name the three things you'd change about the world if you became God. Uh, no bigotry. Uh, better metabolisms for people, so there's less judging about weights and fitness. And, uh, I guess I'll have a Coke. Yeah, I, I'm all right. I, I would take issue with the metabolism stuff. I want everyone to be healthy, um, but you know, let's not uh, let's not eliminate any. Uh, like there, there are lots of healthy body shapes. Anyway, there you go. Anyway, uh, DM Darks. He says the worst gift is easily my 16th birthday. I was given a 1976 Dodge Ram, a set of mud flaps, and a ratchet set. The mud flaps were put on the truck, which my dad sold before I ever got my license, and the ratchet set disappeared. Best gift, I have on four separate occasions been gifted a computer or laptop. One for Christmas, one for my birthday, two just because. Only one from my wife, the others from a friend across the country because he thought I needed it. Aww. Wow. That's so nice. I'm going fast, I'm sorry, but we're running out of battery power. Yeah. Uh, the next one's from my mother. Alright, I've been given a challenge. Mike, can you name the worst gift my mother has ever been gifted? Yes. Alright, what is it? Pass. Well, no, 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 what is it? Pass. Next question. What is it? Alright. I loved it. Alright? <laughs> Lord knows. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I was a kid. I was twenty-one, and <laughs> a kid, he says. And I found I found oil lamps, like indoor decorative, like colored oil goes in them, and they're like oil lamps. But um, and I just thought they were really cool, and so uh, uh, I got oil lamps for people that year because I thought they were awesome. And uh, she did not appreciate it as much as I did. <laughs> I mean, look, look, look. She was she was sweet enough to display it. She had it out as if it was something that she liked and cared about, but she did not. All right. Uh, now, next question: Can you guess the best gift she's ever been given? Um, is it is it uh, is it my love? Is it her four children? Uh, it is a picture. Uh, oh, never mind. From I, know, him I know exactly what it with is. With a poem that my father wrote about me. Aw. And right, that well, has no, been just, hanging just, up in just, their just room. To, just to clarify, that's Aiden saying yeah. that I wrote this poem yeah. for my wife, but it was about our toddler son, uh, Aiden. And that has been hanging up in their bedroom as long as I can remember. Yes. So, yes. Uh, that's wonderful and sweet, and I'm glad. That was a pretty good gift. Uh, God, I used to be thoughtful. Yeah, it used Man. to also be, you know, artistic. Creative, I really, even. I gotta, I gotta work on that. Uh, Damn it. 
the next one comes to us from Sam. He says, I don't really have a worst gift. Smart. Uh, but the best would have to be the H&H gas and shop hats that my parents got me and my brothers for Christmas. Wow. Uh, they used to own a gas station up in the next town over. That's really cool. But yeah. Um, I bet that was awesome. The next one comes to us from Ryan. Uh, uh, he says, the worst, the package from my uncle. Okay. I'm going to ask you about the story of that later, but for now, that's dark and ominous. Also, great band name. The package from my uncle. Can we just shorten it to my uncle's package? No, actually, we can't. Okay. Uh, and the and he says the best was me. Aww, Aww. thanks, okay. Ryan. And that's it. We did it. Speed run done. Wow. All right. Well, now we got time to kill this week in speed running podcasts. Because at this point, it says we are now down to uh, yeah seven percent. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, all the time um, in the world. Uh, well, I don't, I don't that that wraps else. up our podcast this week. Uh, if you have any questions or topics, please send it to me or Mike via his uh, website, uh, nerdpride.com slash babble. Nerd, no, nerdprideradio.com slash babble. How many, how many episodes have you been doing? I'll fight you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, let me hit the button. Fight me! Okay. Um. <laughs> um. But other than that, Say goodnight, Mike. Goodnight. Say goodnight, R2. (whistles) Goodnight, everybody.